Hey guys, welcome to another episode. So it's finally time for my solo debut. Um, we're just going to start off this episode with some heavy breathing and go. What are you doing? Are you breathing out loud? I'm breathing. Why are you breathing so loud? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of DD Disclosed, the podcast where we have too much to say and nowhere else to put it. I'm Ripa. And I'm Sahana. Okay, so we're going to start off with a question that we discuss on our Instagram. If you don't follow us, you should just go ahead and follow us. What are you doing? In the description. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so the question that we did ask was, what is the worst thing you did as a kid? We got a couple answers from like newer people, so that's exciting. Um, I'll start off. Sawsmith. He was a little baby arsonist. He said, <laughs> apparently he set like a little, a little fire in his apartment way back when, but not anymore, hopefully. Thank you, Sawsmith. Uh, next up. Next we have Nuha. Nuha said, I spent $50 on the SpongeBob Diner Dash app on iPhone when she was 10. And this was after <laughs> yes. her dad found out that she paid for Club Penguin, Club Penguin membership for a year <laughs> after, there's more, after stealing his credit card. You know what? New how you a baddie. That was triple threat. I know. If you're going to spend money on something, might as well be SpongeBob. Absolutely. She's on to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got a Brett Vic. Brett Vic said, by accident, he said he dropped a carton of eggs on his dad's head. Honestly, if that's the worst thing you've done as a kid, good job. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Exactly. All right. And it was an accident. The next one's not bad, but I thought it was just funny. Meha, vegan queen. She said she used to <laughs> eat mud as a kid. Just, like, go out and just... Num, 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 num. It's free. <laughs> She's saving her parents' yes. money. It's, you know, like, healthy chocolate, too. That's true. Nutrients in there. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, what is the worst thing I did as a kid? Uh, very few people even know this. I wasn't expecting to share this information with the world, but here I am. Okay. The world, as I say. <laughs> but um, when I was little, from, like, every single year, I would, like, steal a book from every teacher in their, like, bookshelves that they had. Because their books just looked so appealing to me. Yes. That's, like, the nerdiest way. That's the nerdiest, worst thing to do as a kid, too. It's like the kid in a candy store effect. I think it's like yeah. if your teacher has yeah, it, you know, it's like, it looks better. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so I like literally have like books from every single year. It was like my signature. Like that's what that's I. That's your do. mo to steal. Yeah, that was my mo. I'd steal books. <laughs> they just put another gone because they don't read them. I like never registered. Like, why would a teacher read or be looking for like you know, like, Despero, the Tales. Of, do you remember that book, The Tales of Despero? Like, why would I they do, be looking yeah. for that? They wouldn't. They've already read it. That's true. That's fair. So honestly, I should have kept more books. I mean, if your principal yeah. is listening right fine. now, Next that's time. fine. Huh? If your principal's listening right now, you're in the clear. Sorry, Freeman. Like, Bernie Chapman from elementary, please don't sue me. All right, what did you do, Rupa? Um, worst thing I did as a kid, I y'all remember Silly Bands? So I took two Silly Bands from a chain retailer that will not be named um, as a kid. <laughs> so I, yes, I did. I have dabbled in some shoplifting, some light shoplifting. Uh, you know, it's called borrowing. Yes, that's true. Exactly. Don't don't do that though. Don't do that. If you're listening, don't try this at home. (laughs) Don't try this at home. Uh, but like you know, like we asked this because you know we found someone that did something a lot worse, but like we just didn't know if like anyone could one up this man. Turns out none of us could. This boy, his name is Amradeep Sada, and he is the world's youngest serial killer. He's got us all beat. Yay! (laughs) I know he did. Uh, there's a trigger warning for violence. Just letting you know, this gets a little 
Ugh. Yes, very ugh. Uh-huh. So some background info uh-huh. on the crime. He was born in 1998, so he is not that much older than us currently. Yeah, and they're like about a year and two years older than yeah. us. And during the time of the crimes, he was eight years old and from Bihar in India. What did you do when you were eight? Like, what did I do when I was eight? Um, I really enjoyed my brother was born then, so like, wait, what? Yeah, my brother was born then, so I just like, you know, like watch like Caillou with him and stuff like that. That's what I would do. Webkins, Webkins was definitely a good pastime. Oh my god, yes, Club Penguin, New Hong. Yeah, you're on something exactly, exactly. Okay, well, you know what? He was a little adventurous, yes, (laughs) but okay, so Homeboy Amrdeep was like the serial killers that we have been talking about. Poor family, lower economic status, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And the way he committed his crimes, like, he was only doing this for a year. Yeah. But within that year, he commit- He had three victims. His six-month-year-old cousin, his eight-month-year-old sister, and another six-month-old. That was his neighbor's kid. Mm-hmm. And he had a signature. He killed them all in the same way. And that was with- by beating them with a brick and then strangling them. Yeah. So very intense. Just like- yeah, very intense, like, you know, like, very hands-on, too, because, yeah. like, from what we've seen with uh, Sina Malika, she used chemicals. Mm-hmm. And Gobbit sisters you know. were also pretty brutal, but, again, they weren't kids. But they were, I feel like, it's weird, because, you know, they were older, they were kids. This is a kid for going for kids. That's true. Which is a little weirder. But, um, you know, when he did, I guess everyone found out, because- it's on him, you know, like, he confessed. Yeah. He was just, like... So, like someone was sus and he went to them and he was just like yeah i committed all these murders like this this is where i did mm-hmm. it and he just full detail like full detail full with the smile everything. on his face i think like the reason they yeah. found out was because the neighbor was looking for their six months old daughter and then yeah. he was like oh i know where she is in the field yeah but like where i killed yeah. her like you know it was just like no like emotion involved it was just like i you know it was just weird yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, I feel maybe, like, do you ever think about this, like, his neighbors, because what we read upon, like, his neighbors first found out when his sister died because of him. Mm-hmm. They found out, but they just kept it quiet to protect him because, you know, he was an eight-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, do you think maybe because of that, like, the neighbor herself was sus because she was, like, they, did that happen then? Maybe it happened now. Maybe she would put the blame. I think it was just, like, I don't know. I don't know exactly if he came up to her and said, like, hey, I did it, or if she kind of connected to the dots. Yeah. I mean, the articles we read were kind of vague in the sense of, yeah, like, that's how true, he was like, found out. Just because, like, you know, little kid, there's not much background to find because he's only been for eight years. Yeah. And his crime and, spree you know, was and how only much could one he even year. Do? Exactly. And that's why there wasn't too much information on this. We tried the best with what we could. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when they did find out, because he confessed, like, you know, with his own words, he was charged with murder and tried as a juvenile. Yeah. So... Since he was, like, tried as a juvenile, he couldn't be put in jail for longer than three years. Although he did commit murder. Yeah. Like, in... Due to Indian law, like, he was just, like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... He just... And, like, after he was arrested and whatnot, like, his status is currently unknown. So... What does that that mean? I guess it's just, like, they just don't know where he is or if he's gone under, like, a different alias or something. Oh, okay, okay. And so, like, when they questioned him about his mental state, the police said he just smiled and asked for biscuits like while he was being interrogated for murder yeah like it's just weird like you know like for him i feel like maybe like the economic status does like come into play where like a biscuit is considered like a luxury so like mm-hmm. him getting all this could be him like leading to him revealing all this information or like also like you know 
lack of emotion, lack of sympathy, lack of empathy, any of those things. And, like, to what we know, he didn't know that he was doing anything wrong either. Like, according to the psych evals, like, like, he didn't know. He was just smiling and telling everyone in detail what he did to these kids. And I feel like that could just be because, like, right from wrong, like, you know, like, whenever you raise a certain way, Mm -hmm. you don't really know right from wrong. And I guess in his case, because, you know, they were farmers uh low economic status where like you know you were working the entire day exactly you, the only way to get money is to work the entire mm-hmm. day yeah his know? parents so were both probably, like, wasn't... yeah yeah and like it's just that's probably why like you know like they couldn't really i guess like pin it down earlier pin it down i guess like just because they didn't see him a lot so i guess they don't really know what he's up to yeah. the whole day every single day exactly and then and like that's not the first thought like you know like oh did my kid commit a crime today like no, exactly. it's not the first time. The first thought is like putting food on the table, like spending time with your family after yeah. the long work day. Exactly. And then it's just, you know, when they did do all that, like testing and stuff like that on him, apparently, like a professor, like we've also said, like uh, the boy doesn't really have a sense from right mm-hmm. or wrong. Apparently, it's called uh, a conduct disorder. Yeah. Where, oh, along with like, you know, the right from wrong thing, he also has like a conduct disorder where it's like, he feels, like, that, like, stress or, like, relief, I guess, when inflicting injuries on, like, others that are weaker than him. And he's... So mixed with that. Dang. And I guess it's just, like, um, another psychotherapist, he said, like, such cases need immediate medical intervention Mm -hmm. and doctors need to address the chemical imbalance in patients' brains. But at that point, the crimes had already been committed. He was already eight years old. Yeah. It's, like, I guess it's, like, a discussion question like when do you catch it and like how do you catch it in an eight-year-old kid how do you catch it but also like you know it sure like you can catch it and stuff like that even if you think someone is suspicious like expensive everything exactly. is expensive these, like, even these days everything's expensive having like chemical treatment like uh, sorry like having medical treatment like that where like you're going to the i'm pretty sure like they didn't have like a hospital mm-hmm. that was properly taken care of in their like area yeah. you probably had to travel they probably had to get the medical treatment there's just so much like you'd rather just see if you could fix it yourself which is what his parents kind That's of essentially what they did. Doing. They just sort of swept it under the rug and called it like a quote family matter just to protect him, which is, I honestly think it's understandable. Yeah. Like we're not parents. We don't know, but I feel like exactly like it's we, an eight year old kid, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. Like everything comes back to like the fact that he's like, you know, a little kid. Yeah. And like, but I feel like normal circumstances, like wouldn't, you wouldn't really like take into like, consideration. Like when, like, no, what we read was, when he after the first mm-hmm. murder his parents knew about it because it was like his cousin's mm-hmm. kid and like obviously like he confessed like he doesn't really need to be like coerced into yeah. confessing you know so they were just like oh my god like you know like they like punished him i guess but yeah. the way they punished him would be the same punishment uh, he would probably get for like spilling water on the floor or like not eating his food so like maybe in his mind all those crimes or all those bad things were equal to the same yeah level. that's actually a really good point too I guess it's yeah. like hard to draw that line for a little kid who doesn't, who genuinely doesn't know any better. Because if his parents are working class, like where is his education coming from? Like it's probably not. Exactly. You know? And also, like for us, like you know, it is common knowledge to like don't kill someone. You know, don't do yeah. that. It's bad. But like when you're not like being told that, maybe in certain cases, especially like in his mm-hmm. case, you you definitely need to like you know emphasize that and like have that treatment and. I, I don't even know like it's just like I feel like it was just lack of like access to it lack of having the money to it honestly like money doesn't yeah the money around. and just like the care 
that goes into raising the kid. Yeah. Because, like, he, I mean, by all definitions, no one was really raising him, like, through his childhood. So, I mean, it's sad, but I guess it's what happens. And then especially when you have, like, this neurological disorder that can go unnoticed for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, like, if they didn't catch it at this point or anything like that, apparently, like, you know, he could have grown up to become, like, obviously, like, even a lot yeah, worse and like more gruesome ways like as you get older you get more powerful you get more knowledge you get more creative you get, like, too you know what's going on you get more mm-hmm. creative too like you know he could have like this could have gone easily got a lot worse That's true. so it's so it's a good thing they caught it in the time they mm-hmm. did but where but is he now it's like yeah. different articles have told exactly. us different things but basically mm-hmm. in accordance to indian law he didn't spend more than like three years in actual jail but he jail. did get released at the age of 18 from a detention center. And for all we know, he's living his life under a different name. So we don't. That's yeah. so weird to me just because mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I know we had like a discussion about mm-hmm. this too a while back. Like, just like, you know, yes, he is released from jail. We're going to hope he's re- rehabilitated, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Like, does he go on lead a normal life or does he like not remember this even happened? Because like, you know, we repressed trauma. Like, that's a, that's a known fact. Yeah. This is probably like a a traumatic experience i guess you know so does he remember this happened does he adjust his ways like what happens like we don't have any information yeah on this there's the only information we know is that there are rumors that he changed his name yeah from amardeep to samarjeet which is like it's a common it. thing i guess in india when young children yeah. commit like a crime like this and then they get rehabilitated so then they can get released back into society just give a new identity new life yeah, fresh start thing, basically like, you know like good for them for like I get good for that to like you know like they are rehabilitating at like an early mm-hmm. age unfortunate happened under that circumstances but like also I feel like you know that was in 1998 mm-hmm. what he was eight so let me do something 2006 yes. <laughs> quick maths <laughs> but like you know 2006 like you know times are changing I feel like back then like mental health wasn't a yeah. thing I mean it's still really not that much it's just getting more awareness now like mm-hmm. god bless but like you know like you would never choose to check up on these but then things. again it's getting more awareness in the places that it can be a priority, you know, like in rural working class yeah. India, I don't think it's going to be a priority for a while really until, yeah. you know, they get food on the table appropriately. Like the thing is like this, the condition in his brain is like a really common thing. It's also just like, it was really like, it was just some like, you know, on a different level in his head, but it that like condition itself is a different, like a common thing. Mm-hmm. The need to inflict like pain on others just to, feel better about yourself yeah i mean we see that a lot like with crime mm-hmm. we see that a lot so yeah. i mean i guess like, you know it's just like they just caught his yeah i mean i guess his financial situation explains why they didn't catch it early mm-hmm. on but yeah from what we know it's like a generally preventable thing like at least the actions are preventable not the actual yeah the actions are preventable not the thing yeah the action is definitely preventable it's just like but like you know what i do like about like he, like you know researching and stuff like that you do hear like how much time is changing, how much, like, awareness is being brought yeah. on certain things. Like, you know, hopefully, like, you know, mental health will be, like, you know, increase in areas in India. And like you said, like, you know, economic status does matter. But hopefully, once again, with times, things yeah. change. You know, when we were even researching this case, I remember, like, I was like, oh, my God, there's a movie, mm-hmm. like, about this kid, but not really. Like, it's the same thing. It's called, it's a Thelgan movie called Spider. If you're Thelgan, you're listening, like, let me know if you've watched it, you know, we can discuss. But it's just, like, the same thing where, like, the... I guess the antagonist in the story was, like, has grown up to do, like, grown up with that same disorder where he, like, you know, felt the need to hear people cry because he would mm-hmm. feel bad about himself. And then, like, 
you know, so he'd end up ca- like causing crimes and stuff like that, like bomb blasts, terrorist attacks, that type of thing, just to hear those people um, cry. That like little thing that he needed to do, but he needed, like with every single thing, like it needed to be more intense. Yeah. You know, it was like a little high, and I feel like that could have been the same thing here. I think it's like basically loosely based on this kind of like disorder, right? Yeah, probably. And I was just like, you know, interesting. Like, look at like looking at how times yeah. are. And changing. it's interesting that it's getting like awareness, at least in movies and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like like especially with, like Indian audiences, like movies are probably like a better yeah, form of communication than like a graphic <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. But you know what? It was an interesting case, really eye-opening in a way too. Mm-hmm. Like, just I mean, like, you know, when we're older people, how is like? We, I'm pretty sure his parents didn't expect anything yeah. like this. Like, you know, if and when we do have kids, how do we like know? You yeah. know, like, what do we do? That type of thing. I just like keep thinking about the parents at this point because I feel like you know, like, do we blame them? Do we blame him? Yeah. Like, I what? mean, that's like, I think it's like, where do you draw the line in terms of like ethics, right? Like, yeah. who you can't. I mean, under normal circumstances, I feel like you never blame a child because generally they don't really know what they're doing, right? Exactly. And once he's caught, how? what is our reaction? Like, what's our public reaction to that after he served punishment? Like, you know, what do we do with him as like, an adult Like, does go back to normal? Like, like, is he on parole? Like, what, what happens here? Because I'm pretty sure, like, when he was eight, he didn't exactly. know what he was doing, obviously. And then, like, rehabilitation happens. Like, how is he now? I mean... We don't know any of this information, but it'd be really cool to, like, you know, maybe the next couple of years, more information comes out about mm-hmm. these cases like this. I mean, it's just Hopefully. a great learning experience. You know, I'll update you guys. We'll update you guys on that episode then in a couple of years. But, you know, if you guys did like what you were hearing, we'll have more, uh, links to whatever we like, all the resources in the description, along with our Instagram, which is at the, in the description. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, we'll be back with a new episode every Wednesday on Anchor and Spotify. Bye.